Hello, and welcome to the Play It Forward podcast presented by Peace Players, the podcast where we lift up voices and stories of people working in their communities and networks to promote peace and equity. I am your host, Chinny Nawagbo, and I am so thrilled, so thrilled to be here um, because our guest is phenomenal. You'll see when we get to the introduction part exactly what I mean. And apart from that, just a, a great human being. So I'm, I'm thrilled and, and very honored to, to have him on today's episode, where we'll be speaking about the power of sports and youth development, specifically how sports can develop youth into sound and phenomenal leaders. But before we do that, I've got to get you over to my most amazing I said, amazing co-host Emmett Shepard. Oh, woo! <laughs> pause, please, please, <laughs> guys, stop clapping. It's 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 just me. Um, hello and welcome again. My name is Emmett Shepard. Like Jenny introduced, I am her lovely and lanky co-host. And uh, Jenny, I'm I'm juiced up. I'm ready right, for right. today's guest. I right. I. I'm like vibrating with the excitement <laughs> right now. So why don't you give the people and our listeners what they want and uh, introduce him for us? Yes. And and so I, I want to say this, like, wow, like, where do I begin? Our okay. guest has, uh, has been named the 100 most influential people in men's college basketball in 2020, was a 2016 Iowa high school uh, Hall of Fame inductee and Mississippi Valley Conference Coach of the Year and Conference Champion. He was awarded U.S. Olympic Committee Volunteer Coach of the Year, all while representing the USA Basketball Development Na National Team as the coach of the 16 and other and, and 17 and under teams. He holds 10 USA Basketball Development Coach Coaches of the Year awards, along with, and this is my favorite part here, 10 gold medals mm. as the coach of the USA basketball team. 10, 10 folks, mm. you heard that. It might even yeah, be right. more than that, but yeah. what we saw, what we could like research, it was 10. Um, <laughs> he was also named the national team's national coach of the year. I mean, it, the list goes on and on. And I think the thing that it most dear to me is that um, he was named 10 time Iowa coach of the year. I'm from Iowa. Um, Don is also from Iowa. I'm giving, giving you away the ghost, the, 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 oh. <laughs> the guest for today. So, and all of that success and more. And he still found time to win the National Association of Basketball Coach Advocacy Award. Among some of the players that he's um, coached has been Bradley Beal. You know, just to name a few. Andre oh, Drummond, yeah, that guy. You know, I don't know who just, that guy is. Just a few amazing superstars. And, and then, like I said, the list goes on and on and on. And if I, if I keep reading off how great he is, we'll be here forever. So... I am more than thrilled uh, as, as you can see, his, his accomplishments are phenomenal. And if you're not thrilled and you don't have goosebumps, I don't know what to tell you, but please help me, help me, help me, help me. Welcome the director of coach development of the USA basketball division and an amazing coach, Don Showalter. It is an absolute, absolute pleasure to have you here. Mm. Welcome, welcome. Well, that was uh, very humbled by what you just uh, <laughs> do, and uh, it, it's it's just you know, uh, to me, my path has been uh, very much uh, helped by other people. I mean, you know, yes. we don't, we, yeah. none of us none of us go on our path by ourselves, right? And, right. Uh, you know, we 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 depend on other people to help us 
help us go on our path. And there's a lot of people to thank for, for my path and some of the accolades, but uh, I really appreciate being on. Jenny, I think the first time we met was at, uh, um, in LA. Yes, NBA All-Star. Basketball mm. without borders, and uh, yes, uh, we were we were co-coaching, as I remember right. Yes, but really, he was a head coach, and he was like, "You can do whatever you like," and I'm like, "Oh my goodness!" <laughs> yes, he was so <laughs> really? nice. It was so, so awesome. Cool. Yeah, and I learned so much from him in just that little bit of time. I just he reminded me of I I, I always say this, and I'll say it over and over again. My, my the best coach I've ever had in my life was my high school coach, uh, Mr. Walter Clark, uh, Coach Walt Coach Clark, and. When I tell you, he taught me the fundamentals of the game that were just huge. Mm -hmm. And then when I saw Don on the floor and he was just teaching the same fundamentals that I grew up with that helped me with my career, mm -hmm. it was just like, you know, you, you don't want to be like, emotional, yep. but you're just like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. And he just, you know, and then just to see him and the way he coaches and how calm he is and how precise he is about you know, getting the fundamentals right because the fundamentals are the foundation to everything. Oh, he gets it. Uh, he gets it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I just, it yeah. was so amazing to be in your presence. I, I really appreciated that moment. Nice. And even now. Fun to work with you. And then, uh, and then I think uh, you, you had the courage to, <laughs> to work my camp. Yes. It was oh, awesome. wow. And uh, uh, like 500 uh, plus uh, all girl camp. Uh, wow. to, yes. Yes. Oh, it my was. God. It was very, if you don't have blood in your veins, just don't, don't come, don't come because <laughs> it was, they were hungry. They were happy. And I mean, not to mention we won the championship. I was going to mention that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. So um, there's something special we like to do. And Emmett's kind of like clearing his throat to get you ready and prepared to. Yeah, Don, there's a, there's this word on the street. I don't know if you've heard it, but I'm, I'm sort of the icebreaker King. And, uh, <laughs> it's something that we do just to, just to shake things up a little bit before we dive into what we want to talk about today. And, uh, it's a really simple question. Don't worry about it. And we'll judge you really heavily based on your answer. So, <laughs> so the Already. question is the icebreaker question is when was the last time you did something for the first for the time? First time. Yeah. Well, you know, that's a good question. Uh, I'm, I'm really, and my wife will tell you that I, I use the term, get out of your comfort zone a lot mm -hmm. and, uh, in, you know, working with players and, and kids. So, Kind of, you know, kind of that part piece of it is, all right, what have I done lately to get out of my comfort zone? Right. right. And so that, that question is, is uh, kind of relates to that a little bit. Uh, um, you know, zip lining, I go back to zip lining was one of the first, I didn't do that too long ago. That was, uh, once I, once you go, I find out once you do these things once, they're not near as, as scary or, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. but you right. just to get them that first time, um, mm -hmm. went up in a hot air balloon, not too long oh. ago. Yeah. Ooh, oh my God. There's a lot was, of first there. I was a little, I was a little hesitant on that one. <laughs> but, but again, you know, you, you just, uh, after you do it one time, it's, it's kind of, you know, it's not near as, uh, uh, spooky and scary as is right, right. first time with anything is always right right expand yeah. that comfort zone right yeah yep so those no, are Don, I, I i live by the and so does chinny we live by the motto of not only uh pushing that comfort zone but actually seeking the discomfort and yeah, you know right. your life doesn't actually truly begin and you don't really grow as a person until you're seeking that discomfort and Absolutely. you get comfortable 
with the discomfort yeah. kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. We very, always tell our players, nice. same thing, you know, you got to be comfortable being uncomfortable. Yeah. 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 You don't really. And then smiling because he says mm-hmm. that all the time. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and so uh, with that, the ice being broken, uh, mm-hmm. I guess mm-hmm. the most important question to start off today's show is, Don, please tell us about your prolific journey as one of the most decorated youth coaches. And and also I'd be interested to know why you decided to stick to youth. Um, so just, just tell us about yourself. Tell us about yeah. the journey. Well, you know, I, I, I tell young coaches all the time that, uh, you know, you, you really, it's really hard to plot out your, your journey as a young right. coach. You know, you, you think you want to get to this place and this place and this place, but uh, rarely does it happen the way you think it should. And uh, I think that's, that was definitely my case. And, and um, the second thing I always tell young coaches and young people just in general is uh, the fact that, you know what, if, you're, if you want to pursue other things in life, uh, you need to really do a great job of where you're at. I mean, right, that's number right. one. Don't be, um, you know, don't be thinking there's always someplace better. Right, right. Uh, or, you know, I, I, I have a, uh, I, I call it destination addiction. You know, oh, I think yeah. a lot of, a lot of uh, young people have, des- you know, whether they're in basketball or coaching or just another, just another uh, a job. I think there's too many people that have what I call destination, uh, destination addiction. They're always, you know, they always think something's better. Or, right. and that, mm-hmm. that goes for places, jobs you know, relationships, whatever. Right. And, uh, right. and, and so I guess to start off my journey, I would, I would clarify that, that at, at a young age, you know, I, I really didn't have, you know, I had some goals, but I wasn't sure really where I was, those goals were going to take me. Right. I right out of college, I got a head job at a small high school in Iowa and uh, loved every minute of it. Uh, we were, first year we were horrible uh and they they were they were terrible uh two years before i got there i don't think they'd won a game um Ooh, wow. uh, yeah so that was but it was a good place for me to start i mean you yeah. know right out of college there's only one one way to go and that was up um and after a couple of years we kind of got the program going a little bit and then i went to another school um in iowa uh in northeast iowa and it was just the opposite they had a great basketball program so i went right. you know trying to build a culture in a school that had no culture, winning culture, to a school that had a lot of winning culture. So it was really kind of a nine day difference. But, you know, I was so really probably young and stupid. I didn't really realize that that there was a big difference there. And uh, uh, I was there eight years and had had, had nice success. And, um, you know, I always said I I was never gonna go back to my alma mater. Uh, that was something I wasn't going to do. <laughs> but uh, after 10 years, uh, my alma mater called me and wanted to know if I was interested in, in coming back to to the school I graduated from and had a lot of success as a player and and uh, loved, the, loved my relationship with my high school coach and all that kind of stuff. And um, I think the kicker was that they had a, they had a kindergarten job for my wife. So I'm always oh, thinking yeah, that I okay. think they really wanted her to come, come back. <laughs> I was going on her, her tails. Right, uh, right. So so we made the move, and I said, uh, we always said, well, you know, for 
four or five years, this is really a good spot with our kids growing or the kids were younger, you know, yeah. grandparents around and just, you know, uh, the village it takes to raise, raise a child was there for us. And yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so the five years turned into 28 and oh, uh, very, other 28 very years cool. athletic director and, and head basketball coach and had, 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 had a lot of success there, but you know, we also had some years that weren't nearly as successful as, as maybe I thought they would be. So you mm-hmm. kind of have ups and downs in high school, and that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, I actually retired from uh, being AD and still coached for uh, a little bit. And then uh, um, Iowa City, City High called and uh, knew that I, was re- that I had retired from being athletic director, and they um, – they called and wanted to know if I wanted to come over and try and to resurrect their boys program. Mm. Uh, it was, it's, it's one of the largest schools in the state, about 2,000, 2,200 kids mm. um, in, in Iowa, in Iowa city, which is a great city college town, university of Iowa is located there. Yeah. Uh, and where I was at before we were only 15 miles from Iowa city. So it wasn't, a, right. wasn't that big, a big a move. Uh, we eventually bought a house in Iowa City, but the thing I liked about it is the huge diversity that was that was uh, occurred at City High. I mean, right. we were we went I went from basically no diversity from uh, where I was at at Mid Prairie, my my old high school, to a uh, very diverse uh, student population. Yeah, at, at yeah. City High, and that was to me that yeah, was tremendous. And having worked with you know a huge diversity diversity uh, population with USA basketball. I, right. I relish that. And so, yeah. um, so I was there until I, uh, until USA basketball called and, and I want to know if I wanted to work full-time with USA basketball and yeah. five years ago. So, so that's kind of my path in a nutshell. And, uh, uh, you know, I, I go back and, and you, you look at your, your kind of your, your path in life and, you connect the dots behind you. Yeah, this right. got me here. This got me here. Right. You know, right. as opposed to try and say, you know, I'm going to connect these dots ahead of me. Right. Which, right. Which never works. You know, and I, I, I admit I wanted to be a, a, I wanted to be a college coach at some point. That's that right. kind of my, was my goal early. Uh, but, but you know, in the, in the late '70s, '80s, I had a lot of good friends that went the college route and. Uh, you know, then they they were they were uh, GAs and and uh, director of basketball operations and didn't really coach on the floor. And I wanted yeah. to be a coach. I didn't want to be, you know, I'm I'm not a I didn't want to be an administrator. I gave that right. up when I was an right. athletic director. Mm-hmm. And then you know the head coach gets fired and they're looking for another job. And I just didn't like that whole scenario with uh, you know with that aspect of division one. Right. The inconsistency. Uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I love my family and my kids and I, di- I didn't want to put them through all that. And, uh, and that kind of, that's kind of why I stayed, uh, at one place for, for 28 years as well. Uh, we just want to give, give our kids a really a good, good education, which they got. My daughter's a, a doctor and my son's a lawyer. And, uh, so very nice great education mm-hmm. uh, yeah, at yeah. school and, so I decided, you know what, and I love, I love coaching high school kids. I mean, yeah. I just felt I could really make a difference. I, I, over the years that I've coached, I, I felt just I got, I got a lot better at coaching. Yeah. High school kids. Uh, you know, first, you never know, quite know, but uh, as you're <laughs> right. in it, you, 
you know, I just felt that was, that was, for me, it was really something that uh, I was led to. And this is where you're, you're best at. And this is where you need to be, need to be put your services at. So I stayed with the high school, high school level. Very nice. Very, very cool that you're just a, a family man. And, yeah. and it's just a, it's, it's pleasant. It's, it's, it's sweet. And also I, I like uh, high school because these are the most impressionable years of young people and your coaches can change your life. I know my coach changed my life. And so you being dedicated to that age, I think is, is it's just phenomenal. Um, and it's just a great place to help because people think of sports and we always think of win, win, win. But what, what we're forgetting is that it's more than that. You're like developing mm -hmm. these people into humans. And so very, very cool of you. I, I yeah. really enjoyed that. Yeah. You know, you, you made, you made a great point by saying that, you know, you, I think you have to evaluate really as, as, as a coach or in any form of, of job that you have, I think you really have to evaluate what's, you know, what's our, what are your priorities? Yeah. And uh, then, you know, your, your priorities kind of come through with, with how your path goes. Mm. You know? uh, and I, I saw where, you know, division one college coaching was, was, uh, was going to be, it was going to eat up all the time I had, yeah. basically, you know, and I'm not sure I didn't, I didn't really want to give up, give up my time with you know with my family and you know mm -hmm. trips mm -hmm. and working basketball camps and you know just all that kind of good stuff and mm -hmm. uh so you know i think we have to decide really what you know what are our priorities and then yeah and uh totally yeah and then find the balance yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. that's family family always balance. comes first yeah mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah well don i'm i'm curious because you know at peace players i don't know if you know this but one thing we tend to like to do is you know use basketball as a thread to promote peace and more and a more equitable society yeah. and we're using basketball as a tool to bridge uh divides between mm. the youth that we're working with yeah. um and one of the main parts of our work with that youth is developing a, an ldp program which is a right. leadership development program where right. we basically teach them leadership skills to help mitigate conflict yes um with each other and so I, i'm i'm curious because i think a lot of youth coaches will say leadership is a, is a big trait to have but I'm, I'm curious uh what other traits and characteristics do you think uh, are the most important for youth to develop early on you know, i mean that's kind of a loaded question <laughs> you know i mean you, you're talking about a leadership development program i think you know when you talk about leadership i think there's several things that go into go into leadership right uh, mm -hmm. so i think you have leadership might be your 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 top heading yeah all right now what goes into what leadership. goes into developing leadership right. and you know especially with young kids and yeah and young adults you know how's that leadership developed um mm -hmm. And I think several things, you know, several things stand out. You know, we always tell our players, you know, one of the most important things is to be a great teammate. Right. And, you know, you're being a great teammate. That that really shows a lot of leadership. We just got yeah. done, you know, we just got done cutting our, our U16 team from from 24 to 16 to 12 just before right. I got on here. So, yeah, wow. you know, you're, you're letting them know that, you know, uh, developing leadership is about being a great teammate and yeah right uh, so i think that's really you know to me that's one of the forefronts but also 
And, you know, we, we, we tell, uh, especially our players that, you know, there's a lot of things that, that really tell who you are that take no talent. I mean, you, yeah. you don't have to be a five-star basketball player to do these things. You know, one mm -hmm. is great body language. You know, do you, do you show great body language to your people around you, your coaches? Uh, and some, some do, some don't. And that tells yeah. a lot about, you know, we, we're, we, are, we are just by nature quick to judge. Yes. I think. And, uh, you know, we judge people by based on their body language. Yeah. And mm -hmm. uh, I, tell, I tell, you know, high school players all the time when I go watch a game and I watch and I, and I look at, maybe I look at you as a possible USA basketball player. What do I, what do I see? Right. You know, and is that fair? No, it's probably not fair. Yeah. But I get an idea of who you are based on your body language. You know, right. you, you look your coach in the eye during a timeout. Do you slump on your chair, you know, and don't get up and applaud your teammates? You know, those are mm -hmm. all really, you know, I think leadership style. And the, and the people that have, the, the players that have, um, take that into consideration, you know, are, are, are great teammates but they're also great leaders yeah mm -hmm. yeah and you know i think you know just we always talk about being coachable and you know that, that goes across the realm of sports and job life and else. Yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 you know yeah and you know if, if my boss tells me at usa basketball you know if he has a if he has something he wants to tell me about, I better be coachable. I better look him in the eye and I better say, you know what? You, I can improve on this. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and sometimes I think our young, our young people, uh, that's what they get out of. I mean, that's one thing that really uh, they get out of playing sports, you know, yeah. is, is you know, how do they react to criticism and are they coachable and, yeah. you know, which takes no talent. I mean, you, yeah. you best or worst player in the world and you can do those things yeah. Um, yeah so i think leadership is kind of a makes up a lot of that and then mm. you know i i think to me the best leaders are the humble ones yeah very you know they have humility and they, mm. they understand they just get it you know yes they, get they do where they were and how they got where they, you know mm. they, they understand that you know and i may be a really good basketball player but um they, you know that has made me better than person who doesn't very good about right 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 humble with so yeah leadership you know leadership you know when you you raise the phrase leadership development program you i think that includes such a wide mm -hmm. area of things yeah yeah, yeah. No, sports can fill that sports mm -hmm. absolutely can and, and it sounds like you are saying a lot of great things um and when i was uh playing in high school and you know eventually got my scholarship to go play at syracuse uh, the biggest thing was body language and that's that body language can uh, be a window into just your character your your selflessness mm -hmm. right the accountability mm -hmm. uh if you're like you said the first one applauding your teammates on the floor if you're, you know all those things go into the inner workings of the team and knowing that part where you said uh you're not better than someone just because you're the mvp but knowing that a team is composed of the sum of its parts mm -hmm. uh the the person who gets the least amount of time is just as important as the person who gets the most time and if you can work together to ensure that you guys are 
uh, reaching towards that North Star goal, you'll have a great team. You'll have a very great team. So, yeah. Chini, don't you think, I mean, you, you, you've been in athletics uh, all your life, basically. Yeah. But, you know, those people that, those teammates that you've had mm. uh, that, that, you know, that are, you can see have, have, are very selfless and, yeah. and you look at, I mean, you look up to them, don't you? Yeah, and, yeah. As as a person, you know, and and, and they have, that makes them have great leadership qualities because absolutely. And they trend, and that leadership. One thing that people, we're starting to get it. These are transferable uh, characteristics, traits, right? That leadership transcends off the court and into life and into your relationships and into how you treat people and into one of the things that we say at Peace Players, seeing people as people. And so it's not just like leadership on the floor, it's who you are as a person. It's the standard that you hold yourself to. Um, mm -hmm. And so it, it is It is so much more, um, like you said, it, it, <laughs> it is somewhat of a loaded question, but a good, yeah. solid question. I do want to say this really quickly, because you talked about um, cuts, right? 32, I think you said 16, and then you're, you're, you're trimming off. Yeah. Um, I would say the fat only because you love steaks, but I don't know if that's a great thing <laughs> 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 to make. But you are, you, you know, you're, you're, you're cutting down your team. And I kind of want to know about that because it has to be an emotional, um, you know, uh, yeah. roller coaster for those, the, those young kids. And then I don't know how you are from the coach's aspect, but like, it has to be tough to, like you said before we even jumped on the call, that it's so hard to cut yeah. some kids, they, especially when you really like them. Uh, talk to us a bit about that. Yeah, you know, that's that's a great point because I think, you know, in, all, in any job, you, you, you know, there's possibility of getting released or fired or whatever right. you want to call it, you know. And, and, and these kids, the, the thing about these the kids that we deal with with USA basketball right now, none of them have ever been in a position where somebody has told them, you know what, you're not good enough. Right. You know, they come mm -hmm. from their team, you know, uh, they come from a team where they, you know, were pretty much ball dominant. They could shoot yeah. when they wanted to, mm -hmm. you know. The they, best of the best. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't have to, they didn't have to really worry about, uh, you know, some criticism from, yeah. from the coach or, you know, which is kind of unfortunate in a little ways. But then now, but now we get them as 16 year olds and this is the first time they've really been kind of, you know, under the, under the guise of, Oh man, I might not, you know, I might get cut. Yeah. So mm -hmm. uh, it, it's, it's really, it, it can be traumatic, but I think it's a, it's a great lesson. And we, we don't, we, I mean, we, we obviously try and make it when I call them in uh, there's, you know, there's a couple of us that, that relay the message to them, but, you know, we, we, we try and soften a little bit, but also we try and say, you know what, this is, uh, you know, kind of how it is. Yeah. And now, now how are you going to, you know, how you deal with it is, is uh, really going to make you, what makes you, what's going to make you a better player or a better person. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, great, to me, a great example. I mean, we've had, we've had a lot of players that we've cut, but a great example is uh, Justice Winslow. Uh, who's in the NBA uh, now has been there, got, got Miami Heat and, and uh, Memphis, and, you know, he's making $150 million a year. With him. <laughs> just, a little, just a little money, you know, yeah, just a little something. Yeah. But, you know, we, <laughs> as a U16 player, we cut him. 
Wow. Uh, yeah. yeah. And, you know, he's, he's from Houston where I'm in Houston right now with our team, but he's from Houston. And, and you know, he, I, I give his story a lot to our teams and, and camps because, you know, he could have played the blame game and said, you know, the, the coaches mm. it didn't give me a chance. Uh, fuss about the fact that, you know, he should have been on the team, but wasn't, but, yeah. you know, uh, Justice was an amazing player at 16, but he just said, you know what, I guess I just got to get a little better. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. you know, he didn't, he didn't hesitate. Uh, uh, he knew he had, a, he had his pass set. He, he went back and worked hard, came back with us. We invited him back for a U17 team, which would be the following summer, which would be for the world championship. 16 yeah. is for qualification North and South America. And so he came back. We invited him back as a U-17 player. And he actually ended up making our cut, final 12. Right. Um, and uh, we went to, uh, we went to uh, Argentina uh, for the World Cup, playing, you know, play teams from Europe and Asia and all over. And he actually ended up starting for us. And then he ended up being one of the top five players uh, on the all-tournament team. Wow, and, and, yeah. that, and it's, to me, that's just a great story of of resiliency. Yeah, and, uh, you know how just resilient are you when things don't go quite the way you think they should? And uh, yeah, so I, you know, I always applaud and and justice to this day says if you know if I wouldn't have been cut as a U sixteen player, I he said I wouldn't, I may have never made it to the NBA. Yeah. yeah, it lights that fire in the in, yeah. the, in the great ones, really. Yeah, in, in the great ones. You said it, yeah. you said it right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, this is kind of uh, impromptu, but I just because you say that and you you know it's resiliency. Yes, it is. And what I'm wondering too is, um, here, here you have these young people, and some may be getting cut, some may not, but they're also on this huge playing stage, right? Um, in the United States, if you're not winning gold, then there is this sense of failure, right? So you're, mm -hmm. you're, you're having to really groom these young people, 16 and under, 17 and under, they're babies, um, with all that, the, that, that rigorous, that pressure uh, that comes with playing in the Olympics. And I think just by listening to what you said, I'm, I'm curious to know what USA Basketball is doing to support um, mental health and yeah during that development process, right? Yeah. Uh, that's a big thing right now. You know, we know that mental health and awareness is a huge center stage. And so like, what are you guys doing to just really uh, support that, 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 that mental health and awareness, that development during that development time? Yeah, you know, and, and Jenny, you, you raise a great question uh, because I think the mental aspect, the mental health is, is, is you know, is complicated with, with the COVID virus. It's, you know, it's complicated with um, just world situations as they yeah. are, yeah. you know, so, um, and I think sometimes we, we forget that young people, 16, 17, 15, whatever, do have a lot of mental, really can have a lot of mental, uh, I don't like to use the word problem, but have have some depth baggage just a lot of a lot of things yeah. they have to like th get yeah. through yeah. and, and yeah. they're alone right yeah so mental we, hardships yeah no question and, and we um you know we don't have these kids we don't have these players for a, le a great length of time 
but we have during during COVID, uh, we did several things with them. We had uh, Zoom with with about thirty of our our young players, sixteen, mm. seventeen, and um, the discussion we had a we had a, a mental health coach, so to speak. We called a mental health coach, and uh, the, the activity was really good to allow them to um, and and part of it was we, we as coaches. Uh, we, we didn't, we weren't on it. Uh, right. we, 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 because we want them to just Have be free to express, themselves, express yeah. themselves and, and let the, let the professional, uh, mental health coach, you know, get to them. And so that, that was, we had tremendous feedback from that aspect though. We did that several times. Um, uh, and during, tra- during training camp, we, we always talk about, you know, uh, we always talk about mental health as being something that, you know, you're, you're anxious, but you know what, that's okay. Right. I think young players that are anxious think, oh, I, I shouldn't be anxious or, you right. know, I shouldn't feel this way or right. no, that's, you know, you feel that way for a reason and it's okay. Yeah. Right. Right. You're not the only mm-hmm. one that feels this way. So I think we have some really good discussions with our team uh, from, from that aspect that, 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 just to have them know that other players th- are thinking the same way they are. They have the same right. anxious moments, but it, but it, right. but it right. helps the fact that, you know what, I know I'm not the only one that has this problem. Right? Yeah. 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 Right. 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 We have, we, we give the parents information who they can call and yeah. things like that too. So there's so, a support system there. So yeah. A support system. We try and do the best we can with only having the players a short amount of time. Yeah. Right. I have a, a, to tie it to the mental health thing and leadership thing. I'm curious, Don, sort of in your whole coaching journey, have there been sort of uh, a pendulum swing in the way in which uh, specifically male athletes approach things like leadership and mental health? Like when I was coming up in those, you know, meat market style recruiting camps, uh, it was (laughs) very much like, it was like, uh, you had to look cool. That was the most important thing was this idea of looking cool and like playing was kind of a secondary thing. Um, And there was a coach there, luckily at the recruiting camp that I was at, that was like the coaches that are recruiting you are looking at you in the layup lines and on the bench. They don't really care how you play. They know how you play kind of thing. Um, And it seems like it's starting to shift where young men are starting to be like, no, it's actually cool to, play and be a good teammate and be a good leader um and it's also cool to talk about mental health like when i was going up it was very very not cool it was taboo right being taboo you were considered weak kind of especially in the male dominated sports so i'm curious sort of you got this you got to see 28 plus years of this has it has it shifted at all or has it stayed relatively the same I want to say this too, Emmett, and it's yeah, not, yeah. not just male dominated. If you oh, are playing in the yeah. upper echelon, the top teams, e- even on women's teams, is the same thing. It, right, it could be right. that's just not weakness. We don't have weakness. We, you know, we, we're right, we're right, we right. got to be strong no matter what. That's why we're the best. And yeah, so, yeah, yeah. good question. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, of course. Great, great question. You know, Emmett, you know, just to answer that, I think, I think, 10, 15 years ago, uh, there was a stigma that if you admitted you were, you know, uh, had some mental health issues, uh, I, I think, I think that that probably 
gave you uh, gave the target you on your more, chest. Or yeah, yeah, gave you gave you really some some thought, thoughts about you know I, I shouldn't be thinking this way. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's but I, I think now I, I think the last five years, six years, uh, and I think you know COVID has helped that. I think more people, more kids are saying, you know what, I, I'm struggling. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and 10 years ago, I would never hear a 16 or 70 year old say, Hey, I'm struggling. Mm-hmm. You know, that would just, you would just never yeah. hear that. Yeah. And so now I think, yeah, you know what? And when they hear one person say it, they go, yeah, you know what? I, I think I I'm that way. the same yeah. way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so I think that that stigma has kind of been leveled off a little bit. We do. So I, I think coaches have been more aware yeah. of this whole process, at least from our aspect of, that when we go around the country and talk to coaches, I think they're much more aware of the mental health. I think they're much more open to helping their players out as opposed to saying, Oh, you can get through it. You know, right. I mean, that's, yeah. how we, that's how we, you know, that's how we, you know, 10, 15 years ago, you know, yeah. that's what coach would say, you yep. know, yep. Oh, Hey, you, you can get through it. It's easy. Right. You know? it's okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and it's uh, not, I mean, it's, yeah. I think coaches have done a better job and I, I actually, you know, I'll, I'll throw parents in that group. I think from what we see, I think parents have done a better job of identifying when their son or daughter is kind of going through some mental health issues mm-hmm. and really working to get, get them some, some help from that standpoint too. Yeah. So, um, That's interesting. That's yeah. really I think, interesting. Yeah. The, the pandemic has definitely opened space for people Uh, to see people as people, right? To see the humanity in others and be like, you know what? I'm not okay. Hey, everybody. Dude, Emmett and I have some amazing news for you. The Play It Forward podcast presented by Please Fairs has been shortlisted for the Sports Podcast Equality and Social Impact Award. Woohoo! This is phenomenal and so exciting. We are beaming with pride and gratitude. That's right. We are, I, I like to use the word humble. The Play It Forward podcast started as just an idea in the summer of 2020. And with lots of planning and hard work, we now have 22 episodes and counting under that belt. The responses we received in person and over the reviews on our countless platforms have provided me and Chinny with great motivation to keep pushing this podcast to the next level. And you know, being nominated for the sports podcast, Equality and Social Impact Shortlist definitely helps us continue to push forward. So thank you. And now we need your help on Peace Fair's website, social media, and the Play It For Podcast Instagram page at Play It For Podcast. You can find a link there where you can register and become a judge for the sports awards. Who doesn't want to be a judge? I mean, I want to be a judge. I'm listening to it and I'm getting excited. So voting is open and it will close March 1st. So you have to support us. Well, you don't have to, but we would love you to. Go support us. Go vote now. Hey, and Chinny. Don't you forget, the news gets even better. I know, I know, we have way too much good news, but we are going to be raffling off a few prizes to anyone who shows us that they voted. You can share via Twitter and Facebook, so be sure to tag us at Peace Players, and you'll be entered into one of those raffles to win perfect Peace Players swag. Maybe even play it forward swag, who knows? Chinny. You know what, Emmett? That's the best ever. I would love to win some swag. And don't forget to tag at Play It Forward Podcast or DM us. Our DMs are always open. When the voting closes on March 1st, those who let us know they voted for us will be eligible for the chance to receive a raffle prize. I want to say 
and I know I can speak for Cheney with this, that we would be so appreciative if you guys took a few minutes to register and vote for us. The podcast and Peace Players Global Movement does not happen without your continued support. And me, Chinny, and everyone of the podcast team, thank you immeasurably for your continued support. We could not have done this without you. And that being said, um, Emmett, I mean, I don't know if you're ready for this at all. I mean, I want to lighten it up just a tad bit, but uh, I'm stretching the next time. You're stretching. I think I'm ready. <laughs> okay, so, Don. So, Don, as uh, as many of the 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 people on the block know, I am the icebreaker king. But <laughs> what a lot of people don't know, but wind is starting to. There's starting to be some messages in the grapevine. Absolutely, about this, <laughs> is uh, right. that um. I'm also the uh, the King Lightning Round giver. We're uh, working title. We're figuring it out. Yeah, but. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kitty, why don't you walk him walk him yes, through the yes. uh, the rules? Yes, yes. Okay. Um, are there so, rules just now? Oh, there, there, are just, there are rules. There are a few, just a few rules. Um, <laughs> okay. Emmett's uh, the Lightning Round is just a, a fun and and uh, just an exciting place for us to get to know you a little bit better. Um, you'll have three to four seconds, really three seconds, to answer yep. every one of these questions that Emmett spits out at you. Uh, no pressure at all. Emmett's going to say my favorite line, which is. Uh, don't worry, we'll judge you heavily with each one of your answers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, and like a, and I got a shot being... clock on me too, huh? Yeah, oh, you got a shot clock. Oh, yeah. you know about the time. Yep, okay, yep, time yep, pressure. Yep. Okay. So that being said, I got my timer ready. Also got my okay. pen down just in case you say some things that we need to take some notes with. Right, uh, right. Um, so all yours, Emmett. Don, you ready? I'm ready. All, all right. right. Well, favorite I think time. I... Oh, oh, favorite time of the day. Favorite time of the day is uh, like 10 p.m. to midnight. Ooh, okay. Ooh. Night owl. I like wow. it. I like it. Okay. Yep. Favorite meal of the day. Favorite meal of the day is dinner time in the evening. Okay. okay oh, okay. okay. <laughs> of course. <laughs> you know that makes sweet, sense. sweet or salty food. Well, I'm I'm kind of a sweet guy. Yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> We're all there. We're all there <laughs> yeah. together. Yes, yes. Yeah. Scuba diving or skydiving? Ooh. Um I would say scuba. Uh, okay. Oh, yeah, me too. Okay. Me too. Okay. Favorite sport? We know. Yeah, it had to be basketball. But yeah. I, uh, I absolutely. Yeah, I love, you know, uh, my, my daughter and my son played all the sports, and I enjoyed all of them. Mm. Uh, okay. Mm. All right, cool. That makes sense. Me, uh, obviously, okay. now basketball is my favorite. <laughs> uh, favorite book? Favorite book? Um, I'm reading, you know, I'm I, I'm – I'm kind of into World War II stuff. Oh, uh, nice. So I, I'm, I'm reading a lot of, I, I like, I love Bill O'Reilly's books. On, mm -hmm. uh, okay. You okay. know, he talks about, the, you know, killing Hitler and uh, mm -hmm. uh, the okay. good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> For all our listeners, where we mean peace, peace. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Um, so, I mean, I'm in, in I, I, and I very much into World War II stuff. And, okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Favorite life. favorite place in the world to travel. I'm interested to know this one. Yeah, my, you know my favorite place is Italy. Oh, I've yeah, been, yeah. We've had Very I've nice. had chances to go all over the world. You know, anywhere from Australia to Moscow to to Indonesia. And, but, nice. Wow. Italy is still. It. Yeah, Italy's it. Rome. Was Italy where you guys took that uh, uh rest that that course where you guys were cooking? I think you guys were like on yeah. vacation. In, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Bologna. Ooh. Um, last thing you laughed at. Last thing I laughed at. 
uh, I try and laugh a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good. You know? Good, and right. mostly mm-hmm. on myself. <laughs> okay. right, uh, right. Can't take I, yourself the last, too seriously. The last, right, right. No, you can't. I think the last, it was just, uh, it was just here about uh, 10 minutes before I went on the show. Uh, I laughed till there was tears in my face with our coaching staff. Uh, Cause I had kind of, kind of messed something up. And, uh, <laughs> you know, they don't let me forget it. So I <laughs> right, yeah, right. just laughing. Yeah. Right, right. It was good. Um, Last movie you watched? Ooh. Ooh. Well, it's been a while. You mean like in a movie theater or on TV or doesn't matter? Any movie. Any doesn't movie. matter. You know what? I'm not a big movie watcher. No? No. I, you know, it's kind of like playing golf for me. <laughs> you know, I, I think when I'm watching that movie for two, two hours or two and a half hours or playing golf for three or four hours, I, I always think there's something else I could be doing more. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's fair. That stings. That that's stings, fair. but okay. <laughs> Emmett loves movie. Okay, sorry. Emmett is actually a director. Sorry. Okay. okay. Yeah. Um, save it or spend it. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a kind of an issue in our household. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm a spend guy. You're spend oh, guy. Okay. Good, spend good. guy. Yep. Right. Uh, dine right. out or dine in. Uh, well, I, I really dine out for me, but during COVID, it was kind of, you know what, I'd have to get my own steaks and do it. So <laughs> kind of transferred from dine out to dine in, but <laughs> right. I'm, back on, I'm back on the dine out right, right, right. mode now. Um, name of a person who inspires you. Ooh. Who inspires me or who, yes. has, who has inspired me. Or who has uh, inspired you in either one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, I, I go back to, I go back to my. My college coach, basketball coach, was really mm-hmm. great inspiration to me. Mm-hmm. I worked John Wooden's camps in, at UCLA in California for 25 years. Wow. And he was a great inspiration to me from, not a, I mean, just not on a coaching standpoint, but how he brought humility every day and right. just yeah. what he did. Um, yeah. You know, so wow. uh, those kind of people inspire me a lot. Yeah. yeah, very nice. Subtle flex. And your oh wife, because she might be yeah. listening. So she, <laughs> she also inspires you. Obviously. <laughs> well, she inspires me just by being her. So there you go. There you go. There you go. Name one thing you want to leave the world with after you're gone. Ooh, good question. Ooh, that's a good question. I, I think, you know, I think leave the world with with the fact that uh um you know that that I was a very loyal friend, and uh, um, and that I touched a lot of lives. Yeah, very nice. Just, just just from being the chance of being a coach, and I always, I always go back to the to the fact that uh, I think the saying goes that you know, coach touches more lives in in a year than most people do in a lifetime. Mm-hmm. And I always kind of keep that uh, the forefront because uh, I, I think that's very true. Yeah. Oh my yeah. God, Ben. You got me. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> well, okay. I'm, I'm fine. Um, yeah, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> Press that down. Uh, one takeaway you want the listener to remember from today. One takeaway, I think, would be uh, the fact that uh, your, your path is, is, can't be predetermined. I think you're, you, you make... You know, you do a great job of where you're at at the moment you're there, and then your path will be determined by basically by that. <clears throat> yeah, when you, try and, when you try and 
you know, when you try and, like we talked about before, when you try and plot out your path, uh, you overlook the, where you're at. And yeah. So, right. You know, the old yeah. saying goes, be where your feet are. Do the yeah. best job you can yeah. where your feet are. Enjoy the be moment you're in. Yeah. You know, Absolutely. You, you, have to be, you two have to be great, great podcast people. Right. <laughs> or, or your podcast doesn't function, you know? Right, 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 so, right. right. That's very true. Yeah. Um, so uh, of course we uh, at this point uh, kind of well, wanna... well first before we have to celebrate congrats you got through it you got through the yes. lightning round oh, congratulations yeah, yeah. Yes. sorry congratulations sorry. It's done. the clock is off yeah you passed okay, yeah. you passed yeah. right. there we go <laughs> Emmett where would I be without you Emmett no, 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 yes yeah, so you passed we just you're, wanted you're to give him that exhale so that he's not on the, on the chopping block anymore <laughs> Ooh, the lightning round yes yes. The lightning round. yes yes you have um and <clears throat> with that being said I want to talk about um just the, the, the positive and amazing effects that youth sports has um, on, on our youth, right? Um, we know that when they when youth participate in, in sports, they, they build teamwork skills and social skills, have uh, healthy habits like self-discipline and sportsmanship and just being able to be coachable. And these are key things that follow them into their adulthood. Uh, but one of the things that uh, studies have shown is that performance-driven environments where there's like win-at-all-cost environments can also have that negative effect. Um, and it can push kids into and youth into a space where <clears throat> uh, they don't grow. Um, and then there's a lot of uh, adversity that they, they face in and outside of the sport. And so for all of our youth development coaches out there, excuse me, <clears throat> who are listening, how do they how do they balance a competitive, you know, a healthy environment for young athletes without imposing this very unhealthy uh, win at all cost uh, environment? Yeah, you know, and you, you obviously raised some great questions that, mm. that are kind of the forefront of what we go when I give clinics to youth coaches. It's kind of that, you know, we, that's, the, that's kind of the forefront of what we talk about. Mm. Um, you know, I always say that, and uh, that there's a lot of things that, that, that guide coaches into being a coach. Yeah. You know, Reason, the reasons they got into it. So I always say, you know, in any, in any profession, we got to ask, you know, we have to answer the question, why, you know, why are we doing this? Mm -hmm. you know, is it, is it to, is it to win games? I mean, if, that's pretty shallow. If you have, mm -hmm. that's your only, that's your only reason you're in it. Uh, and so, you know, we, we try and, and really get the message across to youth coaches that, that winning is not a goal. That right. is not, that is not a goal. Right. It's an objective. Right. But you, you know, your goal, your goal is to develop these young players into, you know, depending on what age, you know, at age six and seven and eight, your only goal is for them to have fun. That is the only right. goal. Exactly. You know? Exactly. And, and Jenny, you, you know, you both been involved in athletics. If you have fun at it, you're going to stay with it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you don't have fun at it. I'm not going to play. Why would I play mm -hmm. basketball? It's no fun. Mm -hmm. right. So, so when youth coaches, you know, we really strive to say it doesn't, it does not matter if you, if it, it, whatever you do in practice, whatever you do, uh, it, the, the final outcome is not your immediate goal. Your final outcome is, Hey, did you, your, your kids have fun? Mm -hmm. So we tell our, our parents, you know, we, we always try and make this message. First thing your parents should ask, ask them is, Hey, I enjoyed watching you play. And I hope you had fun. Yes. You know, that's, that's the bottom line to it. 
So, you know, I think that's one of the things that we've really tried to instill is that, you know what, your goal is not to win. Your goal is, that's objective. Your mm-hmm. goal is to make, okay. and, then, and then as a, as a young, uh, young player gets in whatever sport, I got, I have grandkids now uh, that are, that are growing up and uh, uh, whatever aspect, whatever sport they're in, um, you know, I think they have to really understand that, uh, they they have to be in it for the right reason, right? And right. and if they love it, then they're going to stay with it. Yeah. And too many yeah. young kids now, you know, are forced into picking sports and playing at sport, even though they like other sports, or they can't play other sports, which is ridiculous, right. you know. Right. right. And uh, uh, so I, I think too many players are put in that in that uh, kind of mold where you know if you're going to be really good, you have to play basketball you know, starting at age seven and not playing any other sports. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. totally wrong. Yeah. It's yeah. ridiculous. I have a, a laugh every time I go to a, a game where there's they're playing seven, eight-year-olds, you know. <laughs> right. And, and they're playing a zone defense. And, mm. and yeah. you know, they're not yeah. learning anything. And, you know, <laughs> right, right. One, guy, one guy is dominating because he gets the rebound. He'll dribble down the court, shoot it, and the other four just kind of watching you know <laughs> right not, right yeah yeah right you know. right and, right and, and uh and so i always you know i always kind of shake my head and laugh at the same time right um uh, but i i actually think that um uh, you know many of our you know many of our coaches are are really making a strong effort to yeah uh do a good job with mm-hmm. making them love the game mm-hmm. you know uh as opposed to you know you you have to play this game 24-7 type of thing. Uh, so I'm, I'm seeing a little change in that, I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think, uh, and, you, and you mentioned this, it's, it's about developing that young person. And I think what's helping expand the love for just any game is just the relationships you build. Those are the most important yeah. things. Uh, and I'm totally on board with you with regards to the, you have to play one sport. No, that's not true. Statistics, statistically, it said that your children should be exposed to at least two or three sports Absolutely. Uh, as, as long as they can. And then, you know, eventually, if they would like to, they can pick, they'll pick which sport that they love the most, but yeah. they should definitely have that variety because um, there's, there's different networks that come with it. There's different friends. There's different so yeah no i definitely agree with you it's about um building the young person first yeah. it can't be a, a win at all cost type of environment thank you so much for sharing that but i also yeah. have this thing that i want to bring up because you said this <laughs> i'm sorry i'm like i've, I've got to ask you all, these, all these questions in this little bit of time but uh, i'm not sure if you're aware of this um because i want to sh- shift here a bit um and talk about uh all the great attributes that uh youth sports contribute to child development um and talk specifically about girls. Uh, studies have shown that when girls play sports, they're more likely to develop the skills to become confident and strong leaders, CEOs, executive directors, lawyers, doctors, all these different type of uh, lead roles. Um, and they tend to work in industries that have uh, are solely like male dominated industry. And, and I must say that they succeed brilliantly um, because of their exposure to sports. And I, I think that while young people reap uh, the, the numerous benefits from participating in sports, the problem is that research shows that girls are more likely to drop out of sports uh, than boys. And if they do, uh, they are more likely to lose all those benefits. And so I know that you are not uh, a coach that had, 
unless you have, and you can explain that to us, but I uh, have ever coached girls, but I'd like to know from your coaching experience um, and be interested to hear from your perspective, what we can do to improve girls involvement in sports and how we can continue to encourage girls to play uh, and, and what we can do um, what coaches can do to ensure that there is an equal playing field. A lot of times girls don't play because they're not encouraged to. <laughs> mm -hmm. So w what are your thoughts? Um, but USA basketball, I mean, we, we are really, I, I don't know if concerned is a good word for this, but we, we are certainly um, looking at uh, the fact that there are not more women in sports. Right. And, and uh, we, I find out there's, there's very, the, the coaching the women coaching in sports is, is not very many. I mean, they're, right. you know, we have to search for good, good female coaches that we yeah. want to have in our programs. Yeah. So we have, we've, we've had one of our initiatives is called women in sport. And oh, we, yes. just have a, we have a big conference coming up in Las Vegas and, Las Vegas. and uh, excuse me, in next spring. So those are some initiatives that we think are, yeah. you know, we're trying to, and, and, you're exactly right because the, the women that the girls that participate in sports, I think, have a definite advantage when it comes to um, just confidence. And yeah. the funny thing I should say is, I mean, I love and I, I run a girls, as you know, I run a, a session of girls uh, camp mm -hmm. and uh, girls are really a pleasure to coach. I mean, yeah. to me, they're, they're really it's, it's just different from. And I don't care what people say, but it is different from boys. They, yeah, you know, they they listen. They want to. They they work so hard to please you. Right, you know, right. If you say, you know, if you say, hey, can you can you get the ball from point A to point B? They're going to really try to. Right, and right. For the boys' attitude, yeah, I'll, you know, I'll show you how we'll get there. Right, <laughs> right. It's so and, true. Yeah. Right, right. And I really enjoyed coaching uh, girls softball. Ten uh, years, you I'll, said. I coached for 10 years. Yeah. Wow. wow. And I always made the statement that, you know, you, you can never really tell if you won or lose because the girls, were, some of them would be crying after every game. One of your loss. So a lot of times I, it was hard to tell if we won or lost because uh, based on their emotion. Uh, <laughs> but, but the emotional. That's not funny, but it's funny. It. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, right. I know. So, uh, but I thoroughly enjoyed uh, coaching uh, young ladies. And uh, I think, you know, we need to have uh, young ladies uh, in, in sport. Yeah. And in, so, because I think the, but I, I, and I think the culture is changing a little bit. Yeah, it is. In, in the world towards mm. women in sport. Uh, but we just see, there's just not a, there's not a great uh, level of, of females in coaching, right? Uh, mm -hmm. We like to see. Um, mm -hmm. not, there's, you, I think you, you made a great point by saying girls drop out. Statistics tell us that girls drop out of sports quicker. Yeah. Yes, not absolutely. Not as long. Uh, mm -hmm. And I think that's you know that's a real uh, disheartening type of statistic. Yeah. Right. Right. We've talked about we've talked about that idea, Don. That if there's are those females in place in mentoring roles, then it's a trickle down effect right. sort of where more, yeah. more female yeah. athletes will be more interested and want to stay because they'll see more people like themselves at right. higher levels so, kind of thing. Absolutely. Why, you know, and, we try, and, I mean, my basketball camps, I try and hire 
really good female coaches because yeah i think they need to see that you know hey this is a possibility for them yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah i agree right mm -hmm. and and when we start to dismantle that cultural message that tells girls subtly that um but not in, not so subtly uh that sports are for boys um when we have those women in those places that are advocating uh and when girls can see oh my god there's someone who looks like me doing what i'm doing okay this is okay uh mm -hmm. i think it it it, it be comes uh it i don't like using this word but it normalizes girls sure. uh playing sports so very yeah very cool of you it's great 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 for us to just to support oh, women in sport and, mm -hmm. and actually it goes beyond that i mean you know we take we have uh women that are are in high levels ceo positions giving mm -hmm. you know giving information about um, you know, and my, and my daughter's a doctor and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, she got the idea that she wanted to be a doctor from, from a, uh, from a female doctor in high school that came and visited with them. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah so, yeah. you know, she, I don't, I, I, I don't know if that really made her want to be a doctor, but it gave her an idea you know what, I can do this. Do this. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Somebody and looks like me is showing me that I can yeah. do this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it's, it's inspirational. And, uh, yeah. So Don, before we, uh, unless Jenny, you have something else before no, we no, wrap no. Please, up, go, go um, I kind of want to, for, for most of our youth coaches in our, in, in peace players listening to this, you know, I, I kind of want to ask you this one final question for addressing to them more so, which is what is the <laughs> recipe in your mind for a successful coach? Yeah. Yeah. Great question. Yeah. I mean, I think there's, there's, there's some things that go into being a really good coach. Yeah. Uh, I think. I think first of all, you get be organized in what mm. you do. Mm. I think it's very important that you're organized. I think players uh, see if you're organized, they have a lot. They have a lot more trust in you. That yes. you know what you're doing. Right, <laughs> um, right. He knows what he's doing. He's <laughs> organized. Right. And I, and I think it, it goes over to parents. You know, I think parents have the same thing. You know, if they see you're organized as a coach, it gives them confidence that you're you're teaching your their kids, their son or their daughter yeah. in a proper way because they're, Hey, they're organized in what they do. Mm -hmm. And, mm -hmm. and, and that also goes, organization goes into, you know, how your thoughts on, you know, how you're going to teach stuff, you know, right. Right. You can't go in and then, you know, just kind of off the cuff and do it. No, you have to be organized in what you do. So I think organized, got to be a good teacher. Yeah. And, you yeah. know, you said, and, and kids learn different. You know, I found Absolutely. this out coaching boys and girls. You know, mm. uh, and I, I was not an, I, I was not a very good auditory learner. In other words, if right. my coach told me, Hey, let's do this, this, you know, I, I didn't, I tried and just didn't get it. But boy, if I visualize, yeah, it was visual, I could, I could do it. Me too. So, Same. Yeah. so as a coach, I think you have to have that aspect. All right. I'm going to explain it. Then I'm going to show it. And now I'm going to get repetitions in. Right. Mm -hmm. So everybody can understand what you want done. Yeah. Right. It'd be yeah. good, you know, have to be a good teacher. I think humility plays a big role. Mm, a good, good, yeah, good yeah. Coach. You know, you're, you're humble about, hey, I'm, I'm happy to coach. And, and you're humble with the fact that you're coaching this team. And and uh, I think that plays a big role. And yeah. I, I think all these things build a lot of trust. And mm -hmm. to me, the number one thing that coaches need to do with their teams is build trust. Yes. If, if you're – Players trust you. Mm. Uh, I think you're you're going to have some you're going to have some success in 
uh, not only the win-loss column, but you're going to have success in, in them enjoying the game. And uh, Patience, too. You know, patience as well. Oh, like, patience. Just, yeah. just being patient. It's a long road. <laughs> you're like, oh, Dan's yeah. Like, Dan's yeah. like, yep, yeah, patience. <laughs> patience, empathy. you got to have empathy. Yes, absolutely. Too. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I love I love all of those um, those uh, characteristics. And I, I want to add to something you said um, in terms of how you learned. You, you, you say it. You show it. Um, and one of the things I think that made my coach – fantastic he would say it he would show it he would diagram it we would watch video I mean in high school we were breaking down film and on the floor when we played he used to do this thing where he if we made a mistake he'd be like okay hold the ball uh and he'd go he'd ask one of my teammates why did you pass the ball there and she'd say oh I passed it here to go here okay then he'd say what other options do you see here and and he would never give us the answer. We yeah. always had to look and so he basically what he was doing was he was improving our basketball IQ. Yeah. He'd say, okay, yeah, you can pass the ball here. What happens if you pass the ball here? What does the defense do? And mm. you'd say, oh, well, if I, if I could pass the ball here, it would force the defense to collapse. And so he'd say, right. And so if the defense collapses, who's open? And because you just took the shot, which wasn't a good shot. So he would teach us about shot selection, but he wouldn't say that wasn't a good shot. He'll say, "Tell me why you, tell me what you saw and why you took that shot." Right. And you had to break it down, and then in breaking it down for yourself, you would see the better shot. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's a great point because now you're, you know, that's part of being a great teacher. Yeah. And and you know, I as a young coach, I didn't do a very good job of that. Uh, the longer I coached, I think I did a much better job of just asking questions. And, and that's, you know, I, I, and I get, I get to go a lot of practices, division one, division two, high school practices. Right. And really the best coaches are, you know, they'll ask, they'll ask their players the questions. Won't yeah. give me an answer, but they'll ask the questions. Yeah. Right. And, and it, it kind of makes, you know, that, now you have to figure it out. Exactly. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's exactly. Not, I'm not going to tell you, you right. figure it out. Right. right. Because when you're in the game, your coach can't tell you. That's right. When you're in the game, you are the coach on the floor. You've got to be able to read the game to know yeah. what's the – especially if you're a point guard, to know what's the best option, what's the best uh, defense we should be in. All these things, you're an extension of that coach. And the only way you can be an extension of the coach is if you can think and have that basketball IQ for yourself. So, right, yeah. right. And then and, yeah, that's huge carryover in, yeah. in, in life. You know? In life, the bigger things out, bigger <laughs> things out. Yeah. So with that being said, um, I, I would, I would like to say that there is one specific drop the mic moment, but there are so many. So we have this thing where we have the drop the mic moment uh, of the thing that just sticks out the most uh, through that, throughout the conversation. And there's just been so many great things, um, mm-hmm. patience, being a great coach, um, you, you know, creating a space for, mental health awareness, um, understanding it's not just about winning, developing yeah. the youth. There's so many different um, nuggets that you left with us today and the listeners. And we'd just like to say on that note, thank you so much. And good luck in uh, Mexico. Seriously. Yes. We'll be rooting yes. for yeah. you. Yeah. Yes. Of course, I'm sure it's going to be another goal. Um, yes. But is there anywhere where people you want to drop any of your handles or where people can reach you? Or is there anything you want to leave with our listeners? Or Yeah. Uh, you know, I would say USA Basketball, we, we offer uh, some, some resources 
And one of those resources is getting your USA basketball license. Yeah. So we're right at kind of the end of the year right now, but starting in September, uh, go online, usab.com, and you can get, uh, you can apply, get, get our USA basketball license, which will give you a lot of materials for how to coach young kids. Uh, we have four levels, you know, the introductory levels for the young kids and all the way up through the performance level. So it gives you great ideas, some drills that you can use uh, for that as well. So I, I encourage people to go on, go online and look at yeah. that. Yeah. And then other resources, women in the game, you know, we have that yeah. coming up. So really a lot of, a lot of resources for coaches that we think uh, are really good and should be taken advantage of. And of course, if you want to, if you want to follow, uh, I, I give a lot of mind candies. So if you, if you follow my Twitter, Twitter. Account, yes, you get a lot yeah. of mind candies that deal with uh, sports, athletics, uh, just in general, become a better person, better coach whatever yeah um, they're awesome as well so uh and I, I throw in some steak pictures once in a while <laughs> for those of you listening his favorite food is mine steak. candies and my, steak my pictures twitter, yes right. <laughs> and my twitter handle is at, uh, at dshow23 right so uh if you want if you're interested and most of it 95 percent is basketball or yeah athletic yeah. related so yeah, uh, yeah. i try and i try and uh do that for, for the for the twitter account so I enjoy that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It was awesome. And that's it for today's episode. Thank you all for listening and joining us on this amazing journey. If you like what you heard, we encourage you to like and subscribe. We've got many more brilliant conversations and stories to share in the coming weeks. And like I always say, please share with a friend, like, comment, um, anything you can just to support us. We'll appreciate it. Um, Emmett. Oh my mm. goodness. Oh what are your my thoughts? God. Don, the bomb.com. <laughs> oh my God. I'm, I'm floored. He, I, I, we could have talked to him literally for five and a half hours. It was wow. just it was incredible. He had so many. Yes, stories. it was. Uh, I yes, want, I was. want him back. And I also kind of want to go to Mexico now for some reason. Yeah. Actually, we're going to go there. We have tickets yeah. already. So yeah, I didn't, I was a surprise just telling you now, but, um, um, if you guys like what you heard, you can learn more about peace players by visiting our website and following us on social media, mostly at peace players international on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, MySpace, Tumblr, just kidding. <laughs> Those last two right. nobody uses. Right. She needs right. laughing. So I'm going to keep saying right. that joke. Um, that's it. I mean, man, you know what I got to do right now? I already know, but I'd like to hear you say it again.